T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. You'll be glad you did. I love being able to get the perspective of people who can look back for us and say, hey, what did we learn from it when it happened before? Or what did we learn when something like this happened before? And for that, we are counting on our next guest. Welcome in on the Disk Institute of Pittsburgh Newsline, Paul Kengar. He is a professor of political science at Grove City College as he joins us right now to talk about what we learned from last night's elections in the primary here in Pennsylvania. Paul, how are you? Good to have you on again. Hey, Rick. Good to be with you again. Thanks. I realize it's not quite the same as when you used to be on with Paul Hansberger, but we'll have to make do, okay? So just be nice to the uh, host, all right? Yeah. I know that you've been yeah, around, yeah. You've been around well, for a actually, while. Actually, I saw you, what, two weeks ago in Grove City College. Indeed. It was uh, May 4th, and it was it was the day of the, of the debate right. at Grove City College. And right. at that point... I think the polls were McCormick and Oz around 25, 26, Kathy Barnett around 13. And then, the, in fact, remember our conversation, Rick, they had just, the Supreme Court had just leaked, right? Yes. Uh, the Roe v. Wade uh, decision, apparently, possibly. And we said, you know, this is going to be a big night for Kathy Barnett because of her background. And it was after that debate that she pretty much, uh, it was a three-way tie. Yeah. For a couple of weeks until um, till last night, and now it looks like it's kind of almost a two-way tie of yeah. all things. Yeah, and it looks like you know all three boats were certainly pushed ahead by a surge of what previously had been undecided voters, and there was a big bubble there going into the primary of 30, 32 percent who said they were undecided even a week and a half before the election. Where do you think this goes now? It looks like almost certainly it is going to be an automatic recount. Do you agree with that? Yeah, definitely. In fact, I went to bed last night, and I went to bed pretty late, too. I was up watching for a while, and it was McCormick 31.3 and Oz 31.1. And when I checked about a half an hour ago, it was Oz 31.3 and McCormick 31.2. And it looks like there's about 2,000 votes separating them. And I think, Rick, it looks like I think there's about 30,000 mail-in ballots still out there right so this is wide open and it's, it's very interesting i mean what's happened in the last several days and i, I kind of sensed this go, going into yesterday that, that people got a little skittish with barnett in the last few days mm-hmm. over the past weekend after she surged for a little while and i think those people broke for mccormick and you know none, none of the polls you go to the real clear politics average and mccormick was not leading in any of the polls Although I talked to some McCormick people who told me that they were confident that he was going to win. And I, and I don't think it was just campaign talk, right? Right, right? These are people that I know and trust. 
And so, you know, right now, here we are, and McCormick, I think, ultimately outperformed the polls. Uh, but, you know, some people had Oz winning maybe 37 to 26, whoever, yeah. over whoever in second, Barnett or McCormick. But right now, it's pretty much a dead heat. And, yeah, this is clearly going to trigger a recount. Anything within 0.5% triggers a recount. And it should start, uh, the recounting should start, I think, pretty quickly after the mail-in ballots are all in. Why does it take so long? Help people understand why it could be two or three weeks before we know. Well, I guess the conservative in me would say government, right? <laughs> don't trust your don't trust government uh, with with this stuff, right? Yeah. Uh, but but it, I don't know. In all seriousness, yeah, that that's a lot of votes to go through. I was doing some tabulations about an hour ago. It looks like there were about 1.3, 1.4 million votes for for the Pennsylvania Senate seat alone. And so that's a lot of votes to walk back through and go back through. I'm kind of surprised, Rick, at how. The process seems to get real slow. I, I think the Secretary of State has to order a recount by May 26, I believe, next Thursday. Based on and state then at law, that right. Point, yeah, then it doesn't start till like June 1st, and it could take weeks. I don't know. Other than it, that it's a lot of votes, um, I'm just sorry to see that, it, that it's going to continue on for this long. I'd rather see resolution much quicker. Paul Kangor joining us, professor of political science at Grove City College. Paul, do you think that there is any risk of people being disenfranchised with the system that it takes so long to get a result. I mean, you and I, we live and breathe this kind of stuff. We want to know because we want to know what's next and start thinking about the next race and all those. But do you think that people look at this and say, how can you have counted all of the votes to say we need to have a recount and that took five hours and yet it's going to take us three weeks to get the recount done? Is, Is there a risk of disenfranchisement? Yeah, and especially with you know, given what happened in 2020, in November 2020, where so many people had questions, so many right, so many Trump supporters had right. had questions about it. You know, right now you have the the uh, the uh, Dinesh D'Souza movie, 2000 Mules, which is out right now. That's doing really well, and that shows a lot of suspected potential, possible right, right voter fraud in Pennsylvania. So all of this very much um, kind of sours voters. But on the other hand, it doesn't seem to be driving them away from the polls, Rick. Right. And last last night with Doug Mastriano running away with the governor's race. I mean, you know, what was it, 43 to 20 percent? Yeah, it wasn't even I mean, close. You know, th- you're not going to need a recount on that one. Well, the same, though, and, and, goes for the Fetterman yeah. race against Connor Lamb. I mean, let's look at that one on the Democratic side of things. Did that one surprise right. you by the, by the width of the margin there? Yeah, it did. And it, in fact... Well, let me say this. It didn't surprise me because the polls predicted it. And all the polls had Fetterman winning by 30 percentage points. Okay. And they were remarkably accurate. So they really did nail it. But but I've been surprised all along that Connor Lamb couldn't come anywhere close to him. Right. And, you know, Fetterman is, is, is not an appealing candidate. He, he's, he's very much coming from the far left. Um, you know, he's, he's, he's all around just kind of odd, unusual. You know, Lamb, Lamb positions himself as a moderate, which he's not. And he votes with Nancy Pelosi something like 98 percent of the time. But still, he was able to successfully run that way in western Pennsylvania and beat some really good people in that, for that western Pennsylvania congressional seat. Right. So I thought Lamb would do a lot better. But um, the fact that Fetterman, yeah, and, and I counted the votes there too, Rick. I think there's 1.2, 1.3 million Democrats who voted in that Senate race. Right. 
So right. it's not like there were a lot more Republicans that came out and voted for, for their candidate than the Democrats did. But I will say this. I think that um, Fetterman is easily, easily beatable by either Oz or McCormick. And, and I think um, Republicans are probably taking comfort in that, at least today. Well, we appreciate you being on today, Paul, and breaking these things down for us as we move along and know a little bit more about who's going to run in these various races. We'll have you back to help break those down for us, too, okay? Yeah, hey, anytime, Rick. Thanks. Paul Kengar joining us, professor of political science, Grove City College, here on the Disk Institute of Pittsburgh Newsline. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts.